I'm a free black man, hold up my head black man Beautiful black man, I don't that feel nice man I love your brother black man, then chase your dreams black man And get that cream black man, we the original man What's going on everyone? Welcome to the inaugural edition of Confessions of a Native Son Perspectives on Race, Culture, and Business I'm your host Mike Stedman Coming to you all from Newark, New Jersey. I'm actually in my apartment. It's about 3.17 a.m. right now. I couldn't sleep because I was so excited to um, film this podcast for you all. For those of you out there that don't know me, I'm a veteran. I'm an entrepreneur, boxing coach, and someone who considers himself uh, a knowledge seeker. I mean, pretty much you could say it. I'm always learning. I'm always trying to grow. I'm always trying to be better. I'm an aspiring author and God willing investor that is committed to uplifting communities of color. Have a deep love for people of color, particularly African Americans. Was raised in a single parent home in College Station, Texas, um, between College Station, Texas, and East Tyler, Texas, East Texas. You know, I'm 32 years old. Uh, never met my father till this day. So I was raised in a single parent home, and, you know, just the, my upbringing has really just left me with a strong connection for wanting to, you know, see more people who look like me succeed, you know? And that's one of the reasons I wanted to come up with this. This one reason I wanted to film a podcast, right? Because, you know, I've achieved quite a bit of success over my, you know, career in the military and now as a, as an entrepreneur. But, um, you know, I still feel like I have a lot to say about the world and I, there's a lot of layers to me and my personality, and I want to, you know, cultivate those aspects of my personality that I'm not able to do so, you know, through through business and, you know, um, serving in the military. And so this is kind of the way I'm going to go about it is to create IP like this. You know, this show is meant to foster thought-provoking and engaging dialogue about race, culture, and business from my perspective, along with those of my guests you know, I thought about, it's funny, I thought about doing a podcast and I was, I told my business coach, he's like, you do not need to do a podcast. Came with a bunch of names, but I was like, listen, man, I really want to do a podcast. I don't know. It's just some, it's something powerful about sharing your voice with the world and sharing your thoughts with the world because, you know, I consume so much content between knowledge, I mean, book knowledge, um, podcasts, audio books. And it's just like, man, I start listening to all these other people and I just feel like I have a voice and I have some stuff that I want to say, you know? Um, and so I finally just said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to have fun along the way while I do it. And that's why I decided to focus on race, culture, and business. Because if I just made this a business podcast, that's a little bit boring for me. You know, I feel like as an entrepreneur, I've been, God, you know, I want to praise the Lord. I've been full-time for about a little over a year and a half now, you know? Um, but all I do is live my business, right? Like it's nonstop. It's relentless. Haven't been on a vacation in like fucking two years. And, you know, if I just did focus, focus this podcast purely on business, it would just be, I don't know. I don't know if it would be as fun for me. Um, and so I just, like I said, I want to explore some of these other aspects of my personality. You know, I am very aware of who I am as a man of color, particularly living in an environment like Newark, New Jersey, and the kids I work with and some of the work I did, you know, before starting Ironbound. And I, um, 
it's just really helped develop me over the years. And so, you know, um, it's interesting for those of you out there that don't know me, right? I am very active in terms of like the entrepreneurship and veteran community, but I've always had a deep love of history, particularly African-American history. I got my undergrad in history from the Naval Academy and uh, just wrapped up a master's program in American studies at Rutgers Newark. You know, I wanted to do African-American studies, but Rutgers Newark didn't have it. They had American studies. And to be honest, I didn't know the difference. So I was like, this sounds like a good program for me. Um, so I pursued it and have nothing but positive things to say about that program. But it really just gives me an opportunity to, you know, explore aspects of my culture and American culture that I hadn't learned about, you know, all my time and in education and, uh, you know, going to Naval Academy and whatnot. So, you know, that's why I decided to open it up to race and culture, because those are things I want to talk about. Those are things I want to touch on, you know. I mean, to be honest, this could really just be like the Mike Stebbins show, but that's kind of lame in my opinion. And I decided to go with Confessions with the Native Son because I'm going to be opening up about, you know, conflicts and stuff that I'm having, you know, limiting beliefs that I'm dealing with as a way to inspire many of you out there um, who might be feeling like you're going through some of the same stuff, you know, and then also for our audience that aren't of color to understand that even though like by all, you know, outside right it's like oh you know I'm, I, people assume i'm successful but i'm still battling these these demons you know these limiting beliefs and i feel like they get amplified when you're a person of color and so we're going to touch on that a little bit but before we do i just want to give a shout out to our sponsors for the show first i want to give a shout out to dope coffee dope coffee is a lifestyle brand that pairs urban black culture with innovative product offerings in the coffee industry we're not a coffee brand for black people. We're a coffee brand that seeks to elevate black culture through a lifestyle of premium coffee and candid conversation. Next, I want to give a shout out to my brand, the one and only Ironbound Boxing, a fitness brand committed to sharing our love, passion, and appreciation for boxing within companies, organizations, and low-income communities. As a social enterprise, we proudly dedicate a significant percentage of our proceeds to fund free boxing programs for inner city youth and young adults. Boom, those are two badass brands, you know, committed to building brands, committed to building communities. I gotta give that, I got that from my boy Mike Van from Urban Acres, but I mean, that's really what we're about. We're about having badass business brands committed to uplifting our culture, you know, showing our kids out there and showing communities that we can be entrepreneurs, we can be veterans, we can show up to work um, in our true form, and our true selves, rocking the mohawk fade and the beard, you know, like me, and still perform. And so we want to have brands that kind of speak to that and reflect that. And so that's why I'm so happy um, to be working with Dope Coffee on this project and then also using it as a vehicle to, you know, share more awareness about my brand and the work I'm doing with inner city communities. So, you know, if you see the um, cover art for the show, you see that it's about, you know, underneath it says perspectives on race, culture, and business. And so I want to touch on that again because, you know, um, as a man of color, I just, I've experienced the world in a different way. Like I see the world through a different lens. And a lot of times, especially in like the social media age, it's so hard to convey emotions in just like freaking Twitter accounts and, and text messages and stuff like that. You know, sometimes when you're dealing with these complex thoughts, you got to pick up the phone, you got to call people and like have a conversation. Like I can't get in an argument with someone over some social media or even friends of mine over text messages, 
about my opinions on something um, because I just can't give it the full um, depth it deserves um, through just like text message or something. And even when it comes to writing, right, like my goal is to write some stuff about race and culture and business. But um, this podcast is going to help guide me there. It's helping me find my voice so I can uh, articulate my thoughts a little bit better. And so um, this show is sharing my perspective about what it's like being a man of color in the military as an infantry officer in Afghanistan. You know, what's it like being a man of color starting a business? You know, I'm going to have guests on here that are females, too, and just kind of talking about some of the challenges that they're dealing with. You know, I have friends that are females, African-American females, people asking to touch their hair. You know, all this kind of crazy stuff. And it's like these are like high performing women, you know, have gone to the best schools and they still have to deal with with some craziness. And then what does that say about, you know, our community and some of the challenges we face and who who do they talk to to relate with that kind of stuff? And so, you know, being able to chop it up about that, you know, I love entrepreneurship and I've been I love the veteran community, man. They've been super supportive of me and my endeavors with Ironbound Boxing. And pretty much anything I've done, you know, fighting Mojo before that. Um, and I've benefited being a veteran. I've had amazing educational opportunities. But unfortunately, a lot of times I just don't see as many people um, having opportunities that look like me. Right. And I'm able to benefit, you know, being a veteran. But people in even especially in the cities like Newark, Detroit, Baltimore, who look like me, but aren't veterans, didn't serve their country. They have to work twice as hard with twice less support. And so I'm always cognizant of that. And so I want to create IP to help uh, uplift the culture. You know, I'm a member of Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated. And one of the things we talk about is lift as we climb. Shout out to Omega, because that's where I learned it. You know, let's all get to the mountaintop. Um, and I think for uh, African-American entrepreneurs who come from families with uh, dire financial situations, starting a business for them can be pretty challenging. And so, you know, I think sometimes we require a different strategy compared to the mainstream. I think entrepreneurship is different for an African-American entrepreneur coming from a family without a lot of capital. <laughs> That's the majority of black people, right? A lot of black people in this country just don't have, you know, access capital to invest in business, um, particularly for their family members. So we need to think outside the box. How can we build businesses collectively while supporting each other and if you pay close attention to everything i do just notice the relationship between me and dope coffee and my boy mike lloyd you know like we're literally helping each other out as best we can we don't have much but we share what we have with each other and i think that's a strategy um people um other black founders founders of color can benefit from you know um i go back and forth right so a lot of my perspective is going to be coming from the african-american um, male perspective, at least mine, right? My, my thoughts and opinions myself. Now, it's not necessarily going to be my guest, but, you know, externally from this podcast, I really don't say African-American or black very much. I just kind of say, you know, people of color. And that comes from my background in, in Newark. You know, I worked in a boys, I, I ran the residence hall for a private school here in the city called St. Benedict's Prep. Um, 80, 90% of the population was black and Latino, about 90% couldn't afford to go to the school. They um, only were able to go through financial aid raised by donors. And, you know, I ran a residence hall. So I lived in a giant house with, you know, 70 teenage boys for three years when I first got out the military. And that just gave me unique insight into um, urban life, right? Like I think a lot of times 
black and brown people, like when I first moved here, I couldn't even tell the difference, right? If you were Dominican, Puerto Rican, whatever, you know, I just assumed a lot of these people were black and then never put two and two together until, you know, their last name was like Condelario or Rodriguez. And I met their parents. I'm like, oh, snap, man. Like I had, I had no idea. Um, and then now, you know, I got the Ironbound Boxing Academy, which is a free boxing gym. My organization runs here in the city of Newark. And the majority of kids in my gym are like Ecuadorian, Puerto Rican, Dominican, black. So now when I, you know, I see a lot of them struggling with a lot of issues that I thought was just common in the African-American community. And so I, I just see this blended experience. And so that's why you hear me say, you know, externally people of color, because that's really who I'm rooting for. I mean, I love people of color. I, I love the culture and diversity. And, uh, you know, I can appreciate the challenges, um, you know, we face. And just just seeing all this, I mean, just like, until you've walked the beat in Newark and you see where these kids go to school and you see where these they live, you know, for them to achieve success, they're literally fighting gravity, you know? And so I'm always rooting for them and I want to create opportunities to just make it easier for, for people of color. Um, with that being said though, you know, like I always want to study African-American studies though. Like I, uh, you know, I'm still figuring out about my culture. I'm freaking 32 years old and I know more about black history. Now I've learned more about black history in the past like three years than I have my entire life. And I'm, I'm still hungry, you know? And so, you know, this show is a great way for me to kind of, you know, navigate through some of those thoughts, get my opinions out there, interview people, hear their opinions on it. And, you know, we can just pretty much chop it up together. You know, like I said, I see the world through a different lens. Like I, you know, I'm Naval Academy graduate, Marine Corps infantry officer, entrepreneur, been featured in national media, you know, blah, blah, blah. But when I walk around Newark, man, nobody knows, right? Like I'm, you know, like I said, I'm a guy here with a beard and a mohawk fade, you know? So I get treated like, I treat like everyone else. And I am like everyone else. But I, I don't necessarily know if people understand that, like, if I get pulled over or I have an incident with the police or the police mistake me for somebody, you know, uh, it is a different experience, you know? And then, like, even, like, I'm an in-shape guy, right? So I have the ability to be appear threatening, so, you know, one of the things I have to do anytime there's like a serious situation is I have to, um, you know, come across as non-threatening and uh, it's just annoying. You know, it's like you're two people, right? Like when I came up with this idea for this podcast, you know, one of the re one of the ways I justified it is, you know, even though my coach doesn't want me to do it because like I have a real business, you know, like I teach boxing. I have I have too many businesses. Let's be honest. I have Ironbound Boxing for profit, which teaches on-site boxing classes to companies, organizations, and communities. I work with CEOs, help them get themselves in shape through boxing and build wellness programs in their company. And then I have this nonprofit, which is Ironbound Boxing and Education, which funds free boxing programs for kids in low-income communities. So I have that, right? And like, I'm, 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 the, I'm the entrepreneur. I'm in the fight, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need to be working. I'm not, I do not need to be doing a podcast. But with that being said, uh, as a man of color, I'm living two lives, right? Like there's like Mike, the entrepreneur and the, you know, the, the Naval Academy guy or whatever. But then there's also Mike, the black man and the man of color. And like these conversations that like, even the stuff I'm talking to you about right now, like these conversations are happening, right? I mean, I was on the phone with my frat brother tonight for like three hours, you know, talking about this kind of stuff. And so I figured, you know what, these conversations are happening anyway. 
there's a lot of other people out there that can benefit from, you know, my opinions and my thoughts on some stuff. And so, you know, uh, I'm just going to make this as easy as possible so it doesn't distract me from my business. So I just got to make it simple. I just got to get on here, get my episodes done for you all and, you know, think through some stuff and just, you know, record. And but that's why, you know, like I have this other life, right? This lens that I can't help but see through. It's always there. It's just my upbringing. And these conversations are happening. And I feel like, you know, doing this podcast is just very therapeutic for me um, because and it's, I hope it's also ther- a therapeutic for a lot of you out there that, you know, might be working professional jobs, might be in the military and you're just not in a position to really give your opinion and share your share your thoughts on the world and stuff. And so thankfully, though, you have me and I'm, you know, I'm stepping up to the plate and I'm going to get our voice out there. You know, not everybody's going to agree with me. But, you know, a lot of the stuff I'm going to be talking about is stuff I'm learning from other uh, African-Americans, black people, people of color, you name it. You know, they're telling me this stuff. So, um, you know, regardless of your race, right, you're going to say people of color and black people and you know African-Americans throughout. But I just want you to know, regardless of your race, regardless of your race, this show is not meant to create any kind of hate and discontent. It's meant to create a, a sense of understanding. It's, it's to be a learned experience. Um, I want to create empathy for people. I just want to show people my perspective as a native son, you know, American raised, veteran, served his country, giving back to the community. And I just want you to know, like, if I'm thinking like this about certain things, what does it say about people who didn't have the same level of experience I have and and whatnot? So um it's it's gonna be good man so i just all i ask is that you come into this like with an open mind that you're you know you're willing to listen and just not not be hateful i think a lot of um the stuff i see now in the media about race culture business especially when that's brought into light it's always seems just so negative you know it's like people can't um they want to take the time to hear each other out and have long-form conversations right like i'll give you an example my nonprofit, I raise almost, I get almost zero local support for my nonprofit. The majority of the support I get for my program comes from outside the city of Newark. And whenever I do a public speaking event, I tell people, hey, the majority of people who vote to my, who probably donate to my program are probably flag waving Trump supporters, veterans. But either way, they still don't like to see black and brown people dying in the streets of Newark. They don't like to see our kids not having after school programs. They don't like to see our kids, you know, going to uh, underperforming schools. Right. A lot of people want to help, but they just don't know how. But, you know, through my network and the stuff I've done and being a Marine, that just creates a special bond with all of us that we're able to see each other and experience each other at like the human level. Um, And so that's what I'm going for. Right. I'm going for the the human experience, this understanding that, you know, everyone is trying to, you know, not survive, but (coughs) excuse me, everyone is trying to, you know, make it in their own way, you know, trying to pave their own way, whether it's to start their business, take care of their family or what. So we're we're a lot of us are dealing with similar challenges and our kids are dealing with similar challenges challenges but you know because of the color of their skin they have to go about dealing with them in unique ways but um a lot of people might not necessarily know about those ways and so that's why i'm doing this show you know as a way to do it because i feel that i see the gap there's just a gap out there a lot of the content i see when you're talking about race and culture it just seems so so trash to me right like it's like this group thinking mentality you know 
Um, and I have like some of my best friends to this day, politically, like, you know, race, whatever. We are on like total ends of the spectrum about certain things. But man, we'll sit there and we'll chop it up for two hours. And afterwards, you know, man, how's your family doing, man? How's your girlfriend doing? She's doing good. Yeah, man, I'm really, really you know, we can we can still chop it up. And we can still be good. It's not like we have to, you know, go at each other's throats. Um, and I want to see more of that, that good old fashioned, long form dialogue, people chopping it up. So, you know, just I got my list here, you know, a couple of topics I'll probably go over in future episodes is like, you know, finding one. What's it like to find one's identity and agency in the American education system? You know, like I told you all already, I have a deep love and appreciation for all things, you know, American history, love American history, particularly African-American history. Um, But I didn't learn a lot about it in school. You know, I always have to read books and myself or um, watch videos and documentaries and stuff that wasn't assigned in class because it just, you know, for whatever reason. Right. I just feel like a lot of times, um, you know, for minority groups, we we're just overlooked in terms of um, our history. Right. We want we want more. Um, And so, you know, I want to discuss that. Right. You know, the challenges of minorities in combat arms, right? So I was an infantry officer in the Marine Corps. All my double dogs out there. Appreciate y'all. Uh, that was really hard for me. I'm a way better entrepreneur than I ever was as an infantry officer, man. But I was dealing with so much stuff at the time um, that I was in the Marines. And I feel like it was amplified by, you know, not having a lot of people around me that look like me, not having a lot of people around me in leadership positions that look like me. It was just very demotivating. You know, and thankfully, you know, through the support of good friends and my Naval Academy connections, I persevered and, you know, came out all right. But I mean, early on, man, it was a real, real challenge for me. And so I want to, you know, share my opinions on that. You know, one of the topics that's really big prevalent right now in like the black community is this whole financial literacy. Right. But like, what does that even mean? You know, it's like you ask people like I feel like all the social justice warriors now want like financial literacy. But I'm like, well, let's talk about like financial independence. You know, not just like financial literacy. See, people never I think a lot of people of color in this country were never even taught the value of like capital. You know what I'm saying? Like they weren't taught that, like, you know, spending what it means to spend money outside of, you know, your your community or not saving money. So you have money to start your own business. And, you know, like I said, I said, we have unique challenges as African-American entrepreneurs, we already know we don't have a lot of access capital. So the capital that you are going to have to start your business is going to come from your savings. But you have to have a savings. You know what I'm saying? Like um, we need savings accounts and we need people to start investing in other minority owned businesses. And so I want to you know, talk about that. There's a sensitive subject, racism and police brutality. All right. So I've already said I'm a man of color living in Newark. I'm like 220 pounds. Listen, it's real. Racial profiling is real. Um, but again, my perspective is like I can I can talk about a lot. of I can get deep in this. Right. Because one of the biggest supporters of my boxing program when I when I got started in Newark was a guy named Pat Russo from Cops and Kids in New York City. And I've been talking to Pat for years, probably like, um, damn, man, almost almost maybe over 10 years now. Because I trained in New York City um, in 2008 with the Naval Academy boxing team. And we shadowed, um, you know, the New York City police department around. We went to the boxing gyms and they really hosted us that that week. And that had a profound experience 
um, on my college career. And that's what really kind of led me back to the Northeast to, you know, dive headfirst into boxing. And when I moved to Newark and I said I was starting a gym, Pat was the first one to contact me and cut me a grant, right? I didn't have a bag. I didn't have nothing, right? We were just hopes and dreams. And their program, they run like three gyms all for free <coughs> with tutoring. They give the kids, um, they reward the kids for good grades with um, with money. They take them on trips. I mean, they do a lot of good. And these are police officers and New York City police officers. And so, but that story is not going to get told in the media. Excuse me. <coughs> so, you know, uh, I'm not going to sit up here and bash police. Like I can talk about, you know, my opinions about stuff, but you know, again, we can do better, but I think the work that like Pat and other police officers like him are doing, that's just, just the right step. And lastly, you know, thinking our, uh, you know, business education for founders of color, what does a business education look like for a single mom living in the projects in Newark, right? Like she's not reading the lean startup, you know, she can't see herself reflected in that kind of tech you know, a lot of the business literature now, at least more recent, right, is like, um, I just don't see a lot of us reflected. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're a black person and you're like, yo, I want to start a barbershop, what literature can you go out there and pick up and hear them talking about, like, opening a black barbershop, you know? And I think there's this gap in terms of, like, business education and business literature that um, people like myself, God willing, can help fill later on. You know, we got to build our profitable business first, but I think there's this open market. As many African-American MBA graduates as we have, small business owners that we have, you know, this this era of intellectual property is untapped. And I want to see more of us publishing books and tools, not just like success stories, like, yeah, you know, I came from the hood, started my own business, blah, blah, blah. But more so like, uh, here's a marketing book for black barbershop owners. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to see stuff that helps us, uh, helps our, our people navigate the challenges of starting a business that they might not know about, but, for, but it's written by people who come from the community, who understand the challenges that community faces. And so, you know, that's just a couple of the topics, but then, you know, Hey, I'm also probably going to flex my business acumen a little bit. You know, like I got a business coach, would have never thought I would have a business coach, you know, like three years ago. I didn't even know what a business coach was until I got one. I will never probably not have a business coach again, right? Like anytime I start a business, you better believe I'm going to like earmark funds to cover down on business coaching because it's been such impactful, uh, such an impactful component of my life the last few years, not last few years, the last few months. And I'm just so excited to roll into 2020 with the knowledge I already have that I've learned from my coach and the members in my, in my coaching cohort. But, um, yeah, just the confidence I feel right. Like it's, 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 it's crazy, man. Um, and I knew nothing about it and I don't know how many of y'all out there know about it, but you know, God willing, I'm able to use the knowledge I'm learning, um, through this coaching and through, uh, his name's Bill Watkins, by the way, shout out to Bill in case he listens. Um, but, uh, I hope to use my knowledge to help uplift others, right? So I'm going through it. I'm going through the sacrifice right now so that I can help advise you all out there and provide some knowledge and advice as you start making your moves too. Um, because man, ultimately, like what I'm about, I just want to improve the lives of people who look like me, straight up. 
I love, like I said, love my veteran pubbers. I mean, I love everybody, right? Like I'm not, it's not like, oh, I don't like you. I want to hang out with you. But I just, in my experience, right, all across this country, and I've traveled all across the country, but I just notice consistently that whenever you go into a low-income community, um, a lot of times it's dominated by black and brown people. And so I think, you know, it's safe to say we need more people, uh, African-Americans, Latinos, you name it, whatever, who have, you know, not only achieved some level of success, but are willing to kind of go back and, you know, create IP, intellectual property to help uplift others. And so that's why I decided to do this show, man. Our IP is so powerful. You know, there's this quote by, um, what's his name? Uh, Theodore Roosevelt that says, do what you can with what you have where you are. And I think a lot of times when we talk about helping people or, you know, giving back to the community, we always think of it as like, I got to just, you know, we think of it just like, oh, I just got to go volunteer or I got to go do this or I got to go do that. But there's so many different ways, you know, you can do it. And like, even with this podcast, now I can actually like scale my impact. You know, I can scale my philosophies and the stuff that I think about through this show. I don't want anyone to guess what Mike Stebbin thinks about um, or how he would handle this situation, right? Like I'm putting it out there and I'm hoping that if, if you continue to follow with me, you understand that like, yo, man, I probably wouldn't come to Mike with that because I can already tell you what he's going to say, you know? And so I'm going to explore that. These are my life philosophies. You know, I'm God willing, I have kids one day and they come back and listen to this when they have like, damn, man, you know, I wonder what dad or whatever would think about this. I wonder what coach Mike would think about this. And then they can come back and play this um, stuff. You know, they can play this podcast episodes and be like, damn, man, it's like, it's cool. Listen to them. So, you know, our, our generation, I don't know if necessarily we like journal as much, but you know, this is a little, this is a way for me to journal. It's like the electronic journal. Um, and you know, I, I call the show confession of a native son and I'm paying homage to, um, Richard Wright, author of Native Son, and also James Baldwin, who wrote a, a collection of essays and paid homage to Richard Wright called Notes of a Native Son. And these were two prominent black authors who had a deep love for black people and were not afraid to uh, express their opinions. And so hopefully this um, podcast is going to help me clarify my thoughts so that I can be an essayist at some point. You know, I would love to publish, you know, some essays under the the umbrella of my brand, um, just my knowledge on race, culture, and business. And so together, you guys are going to help me and gals are going to help me get there. So we're going to have a fun, it's going to be a fun experience. We're going to grow um, together, right? Like I'm growing, just recording this, man, freaking, uh, it's, it's been practicing podcasts for like three months, but finally I was just like, you know what, screw it. Let me just hit record and get going on it. I got the trailer done. I got all that kind of stuff done. And now we're like into it. And so I just got to find the time and I'm going to find the time to make sure I sit down. I just need about 30 minutes of quiet time to um, record for you all and put off, put out some good intellectual property. So I hope you stick with us. Um, um, I'm really excited about this show. This is a passion project for me. Um, it's not about making money. It's just about creating good IP for the culture, putting back into the culture and you know, also the veteran community, man, maybe some of y'all are out there looking for inspiration. Um, and I hope to be that for many of you. I would love if you have any questions or people are like, you know, looking to make leaps in their own lives. Just hit me up on Instagram at Iron Mike Stedman or shoot me an email 
at uh, Mike at weareironbound.com. You know, I'm all about love, man. I just want everyone to just be the best version of themselves and just feel comfortable being themselves and just, you know, looking after each other and building a community. That's what I'm about. So I don't care what, what your race is. I'm, I want to help you if you're committed to being better. Um, and you help me because, you know, you just listening to this podcast, giving um, your time, sharing your time with me um, is important. And I, I appreciate it. So um, we'll be dropping an episode. We're going to start out dropping an episode once a week. If you do me a favor, Go ahead and download um, the podcast. That way, when we upload a new episode, it goes straight to your phone. We're going to have this podcast up and running on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and any other podcast hosting platform. Make sure you also leave a review. If you can leave a review for us, we really appreciate it. That can shoot us up you know, to the top, so that way we have a lot more visibility and people that are looking for podcasts like no confession of a native son, it's easier for them to find. Um, and spread it out to your network, you know, let people know what we're doing. Um, it's it's this is unique because I just don't, you know, to be quite frank, I don't see a lot of African American veterans speaking up about stuff, you know, outside like social media. And so I think being a veteran, it just gives me again, it gives me a unique perspective. I've been shot at <laughs> in Afghanistan, you know, I have, you know, uh I've served with Marines that were like, we were like so far on the, uh, diff- I mean, we're, we're so different from each other, but they're still my brothers and I love them. And uh, that just brings something unique to this whole like podcast and talking about race and culture. Cause you're going to hear stuff from me. You might not hear from someone else. And so um, it's really important and cool to be able to, to do this. And I appreciate you all just being on the journey. So again, feel free to follow us at iron Mike Stedman on Instagram um oh, i gotta give a plug for uh dope coffee and ironbound so you know open up the show with it yo if you haven't done so already go to realdopecoffee.com get you some coffee you know it's good i drink it every morning I, any brand i'm associated with is legit like if you see anything uh any brands that i pull into my orbit backpacks for life shoot another coffee company black six coffee you know another veteran brand man these are just good people man i just want to see them succeed and so you know, gotta give it a shout out, but go get you some real dope coffee, man. Let's support the culture. Let's support the business. And then for those of you out there that don't know about my nonprofit, right? Ironbound Boxing. Um, we're always looking for donors. You're a little five dollar a month donation, ten dollar a month donation. You know, that's one hundred and twenty dollars a year. We can train two kids for a year uh, with that, right? That covers their USA Boxing registration. So you know, you're always free to, you know, make a donation here and there for that. That really does, you know, help us out. Get you some Ironbound boxing swag at ironboundacademy.com and just rep these these two badass brands. So until next time, appreciate you hanging out with us. Looking forward to having a dope show. And uh, yeah, just make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Peace, love, everybody. Free black man, hold up my head, black man. Beautiful black man, I don't that feel nice, man. I love your brother, black man, and chase your dreams, black man. And get that cream, black man, we the original man.